The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. My guest today is Abigail Mensabonsu. Abigail is the founder of Moon Goddess Publishing and Moon Goddess Academy. She is a spiritual guide and mentor, goddess activator, multidimensional healer, intuitive podcast host, international best-selling author, and publisher. Hi, Abigail. Thanks for being here today. Hello, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this chat with you. I'm so excited, too. I mean, that is a very impressive uh, <laughs> list of, of things that you've accomplished and that you are currently doing. Uh, so excited to dive in and hear about the what the process was like for you to get to where you are today, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Of course. Um, wow. The process to <laughs> how I got to where I am. Ooh, that's a long journey. <laughs> Where should I even begin with that? Um, let's let's see here. I feel like what my plan was at the beginning is not what it is right now. It's not how it has unfolded, and I'm sure a lot of people will um, relate to that. <laughs> you know, we tend to, yep. you know, I it was my dream to become a doctor, and I was on that track. You know, my college degree was psychology and pre med. I took the MCATs, I shadowed the doctors, and, you know, Girl, it you was, far. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready, <laughs> you know, like, let's do this, you know, and it was like a childhood vision, you know, and I still feel like there's a purpose to why I went down that road. So just like making it, you know, just like snippets of it. So, you know, I went that route, I was guided <laughs> out of there. And then I worked in the medical field for about two and a half years. And then I entered into traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture and got my master's there. And of course, right <laughs> at the end of that, just when I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be a medical doctor, which it made sense because, and let me, maybe if I share what happened, it would make sense. Um, yeah, one of my mentors or the doctors that I shadowed, and there's two of them that I really got along with. One of them was a man and the other one was a woman, which is really cool because I had those two perspectives. Now that I look at it, I'm like, how perfect was that? Um, and the first one, especially the man, like he just, he annoyed me in a good way because he had a habit of just quizzing me for no freaking reason in front of like the patients. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I get to do that when I get back. You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> like, cut it out. Can I just relax and watch? But he loved it. He would just, he would always pull my legs. Um, but it was one day, and this was all like back to back. So he asked me and then the next doctor, the woman doctor 
asked me that same question, but he asked me, why do you want to become a doctor? Which is such a simple question. Every pre-med student will have this question asked. And I was like, well, that's easy. I want to teach people how they, how their bodies can heal themselves. And I said that because growing up, that was my experience. You know, I was so in tune with my body that I knew when I was about to get sick, I knew what I needed to eat, which was usually like fruits, which now I understand it was the vitamin C boost that I needed. But back then I was just craving that, you know? And so I told him that and he said, wow, that would be incredible, but there's no space for that. Unfortunately, there's no space for that. You wouldn't be able to have the freedom to do that. There's a, there are rules, there are protocols that you would have to follow. And he's like, that's what people, most people don't step into. They usually try to become a doctor because of the money. There are few who actually come in because they really want to be in true service. And they're the ones that get to really, and he said, there are very few of them. But he's like, if that's truly what is motivate you to become a doctor, unfortunately, the field will not be able to support that. And that, let's just say like my vision, the glass just like cracked. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean by that? Like, and I grew up, you know, both my parents are nurses. So I grew up around nurses and doctors. Like that field is just, I'm so comfortable being in that field. So when he said that, it, it just, my glass cracked, my vision glass cracked. And I was like, okay. And then when the same week, this would be like, I don't know if it was like at the end of the week, or, but I went to go see the other doctor, the woman, and she asked me the same thing. I was like, what is it? Why are both of you asking me these questions this week? I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I'm just going to tell her. So I told her the same thing. And she's like, I can see you doing that. That would be incredible. And your patients would be so blessed to have you. But there's so many roles that you would not be able to help your patients do that or realize that. And I was like, huh, that's funny. Because <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> you know, someone, you know, that doctor already told me that. And it just, I was crushed. I was totally crushed. And you know, they both recommended looking at osteopathic medicine, which was at that time was the most holistic of all of them all, right? And I was like, okay, okay, I'll check out osteopathic. It was the same thing. Um, and I just decided to graduate. So I graduated from college and I just decided to just use that time to work in the medical field as I was trying to figure out what is next. Um, and so I just, I loved, I, lo I had the best opportunities, best employers, employees, I should say, like you just always, I was always blessed to be in the right place at the right time as I was figuring myself out. So I stayed in the town that I, um, my college was in for about a year. And then I was like, yeah, I need to go back to, you know, like the capitals of Denver. It was in Fort Collins. And then I came back to Denver. It was about an hour and a half away. And that's where my parents, my family are. So I moved back and I was like, okay. So I wrote myself, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I looked at hospitals that I could work in and there's one National Jewish Health. And I wrote like, you know, an intention. I was like, I'm gonna work there and they're gonna pay me this amount. 
you know, and then I'll figure myself out, you know, from there. I did get the job. I did get paid what I asked for. And I had the best coworkers ever and manager. So two and a half years working there. And in that time, I met my first spiritual um, teacher who was a shaman. So she really helped me to drop into my body, which was very important to me. Because how can I do my purpose when I'm not even in my body? And through that guidance, you know, she, we did a lot of past life regressions or soul path journeys. And what came through is that the lineage of women who are healers and medicine, you know, like working with herbal medicine. So she was like, well, you're trying to figure out what's next. Why don't you just Google, you know, herbal medicine? Let's see if there's any programs or something you can do with that. And I was like, okay. Okay, so I came home and I typed in Google. I was like, herbal medicine programs, you know, because I'm still thinking, you know, Western medicine, like you're going to be going to school for a while. And I kid you not, of all the, everything that could have come up, there was one school, which is about 30 minutes from where I live, which I, I never even knew was there or never even, you know, and it was a, the traditional Chinese medicine. They had an herbal program. I was like, okay, well, I can call them and just check it out. You know, so within that same week, so I called them. They talked to me about the program. Um, I sent in my application. That same week, they called me in for the interview, and they admitted me on the spot. And instead of doing just herbal medicine, which I couldn't do by itself, I had to do acupuncture with it, too. So I ended up starting the program. (laughs) I was like, here we go. You know, but the cool thing about that journey is that I learned about the physical body. I learned about, you know, the location of the organs, what it does, the nerves, the arteries, like all of that. It just is mind blowing the human body. And then now in acupuncture school, I got to learn a different level to the human body, the more energetic piece, but it still wasn't just like spiritual, like in the ethers, like I have no idea. It was still tangible. You know, this is the channel. This is where it starts. This is where it ends. This is what it does. And when you put an acupuncture in these points, you know, when you put acupuncture in these points, this is what it does. And you could see your patients get better every single time. Mind blowing, you know, and for me, having that background in pre-med and psychology and adding this to it, just like, I was so in love. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to be an acupuncturist. And all of these tools that I've learned, they will will all be perfect, right? So last year of the program, another mentor, (laughs) he he was incredible, Jim. And he, I asked him, you know, we're, we're all stressed out and we're all about to graduate. And I was like, Jim, you know, you've been mentoring me for a while. Do you see me as an acupuncturist? Now, I don't even know why I asked him that question. There's a, I feel like there's a part of me that was already starting to feel like there's something off. There, there, were, there were times when I was in clinic where I'll put needles in people, and I felt like I could give them the same healing without the needles. I felt like the needles were limiting me in a way. And on top of that, I would have patients who would come back and request me, and they would always say, I would ask them, why don't you just, because we, you couldn't just like, it's not like a patient was reserved to you. It's like, we're in clinic, so whoever comes in, that's what you get. Sure. But they would request me, and I was like, why? Why do you, you know, even if I'm not available, why do you wait for me? 
And they're like, well, because you do something different. They're like, the moment I step into your room, I already start getting better. Like we don't even need the needles for me to feel better. And I was like, huh. So this was already like going through as I was going in the program. So at the, and I'm kind of making it shorter. because <laughs> There's so much that happened in that time. So I asked my mentor, I was like, do you see me as an acupuncturist? And he laughed and he's always like that. Like he's always just like the doctors, you know, always pulling my legs. And he said, no. I was like, excuse me, Jim. <laughs> like, what do you mean by no? I'm about to graduate. Like, I'm about to graduate. I started taking my boards. Like, what do you mean by no? And, you know, he, he mentored me. Like, he would always teach me esoteric form of acupuncture. He would not teach any of my classmates that. So in clinic, sometimes, because we would, there were times that we would treat patients and there were times that we would just shadow like the upperclassmen or the teachers will follow them. And so he would just like teach me, like we're, we're in a, a like a, a room where, what is it called? Like the waiting area for the practitioners basically. So that's where we go and we talk to the supervisors and we make sure that our, our points are good, that we chose the right points for what is being presented. So he would just sit there and he would use the board Everybody could see what he was doing and he would teach me this stuff. And if someone asked him, so what is that? They would be like, mind your own business. This is for Abigail. Like he did that, you know, and he taught me esoteric acupuncture. Very interesting that he did that. But when he said that, when he said no, I was like, why? <laughs> like I'm pissed. What do you want? And he said, you got big things to do. This is just the beginning. This is, this will limit it. This will limit you. And you know this, so cut that shit and get out there and go do what you're here to do. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So I graduated. I took some of the boards. I fought it. I really did because I was like the first one, you know, with the, it's like college. You're like, okay, I still have time. I can do more, you know? But at this time, I was like, what, what is happening? Like, I feel so pulled to do these. And each time you're telling me that I can't complete it, like, that's not my path. Like, that's the part that was very hard for me. So, you know, I still graduated. I took some of the boards and then there was, it just like, stop. This one board that I took, you want to know the irony? The um, Western Medi Medical Board exam. Remember what my background is? <laughs> yeah. I could not pass that board. It doesn't, I took it so many times and I was like, spirit, really? And these exams are no, they're not cheap at all. Like 300, I think it's 300, $300 each. And each time you take it, $300. And I was like, spirit, seriously, we've re really going to do this to me. It took me like, well, how many three years. It take for you to hear us? Exactly. <laughs> they made sure like there's nothing. I, I did everything I could. Every, everything you could ever do to pass these exams. I mean, there's no freaking way that, that I should, I should have aced that exam. Like I go in there, I feel good. And then the, the result will pop up on the screen. It's like, what, what, oh, <laughs> you know? Disheartening. Yeah. So disheartening. <laughs> it was heartbreaking, oh, but it, my heart for you. 
sometimes spirit, my first, my um, spiritual teacher, the second one told me, she's like, your will is so strong. Sometimes spirit has to break you down in order for you to listen. And that was an example right there. I spirit had to break me down because <laughs> my team knows when I commit to something, <laughs> it just, it takes a lot, <laughs> you know? So at some point I was like, I hear you, but I think it made it, what made it a little easy for me to let that go and not i'm not gonna say accept it because that took me years to accept but just to let that go throughout school like my classmates started to ask me to teach them spiritual tools something that i thought everybody should know especially in acupuncture school i thought i mean most of us are like spiritual like something you know reiki you know they're in there as like stuff like energetic protection, you know, creed and shields, especially the empaths being in clinic and they just take on everything. And, you know, they'll look at me at the end of the day. How come you, you look energized? Like we spend all day in clinic and I'm like, mm. this is what I do every day. These are the shields I put. This is how I manage my energy. I'm connected to above and below. And they look at me like, what? And so they would ask me to teach them. And then I started to create classes for my, just for my friends, because they were the ones asking me. The school found out and asked me to expand it to the whole school. So now it's teaching it to the whole school. And then they, they, said, they asked me to expand it to the whole community so that if someone wanted to come in. So I started teaching that. And so all of this was happening. And so it helped me. It's like, oh, by the end of the program, one of my friends was like, you know, you can charge for this, right? And when I was teaching it, I didn't even charge. Like people would just what is it called? Like love donations. That's how they would pay me. Cause I would not take it. <laughs> so they were like, put it in there like that love donation, just take it. And so when she said that, I was like, what? Like, this is something I've done. Like, it, it, what do you mean by who, who's going to want to like pay me <laughs> to learn about the energy and how to man like, no. And so, yeah, after I graduated, I decided to, okay, I'm going to, you know, there was an acupuncturist who was, she was well established. She had a office and she's like, yeah, come use one of my rooms. The days that I'm not there, it just sits there. Just come use it and do your thing, you know, do your healing. So I decided to just do energy healings. Um, and so people start coming in and with the energy healings, it was like coaching in there. There was like past life, future self, regression. And people were just, they kept coming. I was like, oh. I guess it is needed, you know, like it just kept shocking me because I didn't think, I thought it was something that just everybody should know. I mean, there's nothing special about that. And spirit really taught me that, no, what you know, people need, you know? So yeah, that's a little bit about what, you know, I started that and then I moved online because spirit was like, more people need to get to experience your work online. So I moved online um, and yeah, I've been doing it since, since then. Yeah. So yeah. Is that sort of your primary thing that you do or are there other things as well? No, right now, um, before, so since my son was born, so he is four now, um, I dedicated a hundred percent to being in my business. Before I was still working in the medical field and then doing the business. See, I was still retaliated. <laughs> and it was also hard because 
what I wanted to, the vision of what I wanted to create, I am surrounded by people who, you know, for example, my parents, you know, they're both nurses and you have no idea how many times they keep trying to convince me, even up to now, to be a nurse. Because they used to going somewhere and working and then getting that paycheck and being um, like, re- not relying, but you know where the, where the money is going to come from. You know when it's going to come. You know when your bills are going to be paid. Where for me, saying I'm going to start my own business, they're like, um, yeah, is that like a hobby? <laughs> Can you count on that? You know? Yes. And then they also didn't understand what I was doing. My mom, my mom is seven day Adventist. Um, and you know, like she still thinks meditating is like being a Buddhist. And I'm like, mom, you know how you pray to God? That's meditation. You know, there was a time she called me. She's like, stop doing the meditation stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> like, why? Well, you know how I like to explain it? I like to explain that praying is us talking to whoever, God. Meditation is us listening. Listening. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. No, I gave up. Talking all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I gave up trying to explain it to my mom. My dad doesn't mind. You know, he's just like, do your thing. I mean, he's like, are you are you going to be okay? Like, you're going to be able to provide for your family. Like, that's just then. But my mom, who, <laughs> you know, and I've tried. I put in, I put in a lot. I was like, okay, maybe I need to explain it to her. Maybe I need to show her. Mm, doesn't work. So I was like, you know what, mom? You're very close to God, right? Easy. Let God tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing. And if you think, if God tells you that is bad, let me know, <laughs> you know, and of course I haven't heard anything, you know, I still up to now, she hasn't told me anything. So either she hasn't asked God because she knows or she hasn't heard anything. So, but yeah, it's very, I, I'm not interested in trying to convince her about what I'm doing in the world. Yeah. My work is bigger than that. And I follow through with that, you know, so yeah. one day at a time. Yes. Yes, that's such a good point. There are so many people out there who are either in the midst of their awakening or wherever they are, and they have pushback from people who they turn to for support. I feel like that would be really hard. I know I'm very lucky. My parents, my family, my close family is very supportive. Extended family, I've got some people, not so much, but like you, I'm like, well, I don't do this for them. Yeah. That, right? So that's how, that's yeah. how I'm living my truth. I don't stop you from living yours. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, there was a time I was wondering, I was like, if I had everyone around me on board and supporting me, I wonder how far I would have gotten. Because hmm. for the longest time, I felt like I was in it by myself alone you know I mean thank goodness for online communities I've met so many amazing women who are doing what I'm doing and thriving I have mentors who are doing what I'm doing thriving in a way that I never thought was possible so thank goodness for that but when it comes down to it I'm still sitting in my office by myself I still you know I'm dealing with you know my parents and everyone around me by myself they're not seeing and experiencing what i am experiencing 
you know, so it felt very lonely, you know, and I'm just grateful for the online communities because it just is, I can't even, the support and also just being, just being heard and seen and understood. That's gold. Yeah. That's really gold. Yeah. 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 And it allows us to expand outside of our immediate environment, which may not have as many people who are like-minded or on the, on a similar journey yeah. as, as virtual. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you now, I know that the people listening can't see this, but I am so drawn to the pictures on your wall. <laughs> So I was wondering if we can maybe talk about those. Yes. Say it in a way that the listeners can envision what we're talking about. Yes, totally. So on the wall, I have something called neurographic art. Um, and neuro, I again, bring in my background in psychology, my love yeah. for the human brain, um, physically and, you know, um, how it works. So yeah. neurographic art, what I love about it is that you use art and it's the way your hand moves with the pen. You're not controlling. It's like you have to surrender control when you're drawing these lines. Yeah, it's incredible. And you use it. It's like, as for example, let's say um, you want to move through. Let's say you feel stuck in your life. So I can draw a catharsis. So I channel all that energy. You know, I just, I feel it. And then I put the pen on the paper and I go, ah, and then I put it on the paper, like it just scribble, like there's no, it's just a weird pattern, but that is the representation of me feeling stuck in my life right now. And then you, you move to the next step where you round all the sharp corners and the rounding creates this, it, it lets your being know that it's safe. It lets your mind know that, oh, it's safe. I am looking for a solution. I am open for a solution. And especially when you do this in a, you know, with meditation and, and affirmation, it's just like, it's a perfect way, perfect time for you to start reprogramming your mind. Because what happens is that your neurons, you begin to create new neurons. And if you look at the arts, if you can, if you can just go online and type in um, neurographica. It just, it looks like neurons to me. That's what drew me to say. it. Yeah. <laughs> behind you sorry people who can't see it i know of, like a, a nerve cell yes it's exactly so yeah it does and that's exactly it's like that's what drew me to it and now that i've been doing this for probably like two two almost three years and it just it blows my mind how we can use we know that we can use art to change our lives but this is like how to use it to truly change your brain patterns, remove the old patterns and replace it immediately. Like your, your neural networks, you get new neural networks of what you truly want like that. I love that. I love anything that brings the intangible into the tangible. Yeah. Like it just, that's the whole point of it. If I can take that spiritual essence or, and drop it in and change something in my life, that is the whole purpose of it, you know? So yeah, it is, it's powerful. It's powerful. There's also, there's also a picture of there of a, of a, of a being and looks like. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that you're checking all of that out. So, so last year, 
No, I love it. So last year, this board looked completely different. So each year, yeah. you know, as I go through, I put certain things up there. The That's the butterfly woman, and that's actually my animal guide for this year. So, yeah, that's my animal guides. And the other one, um, it looks like the a black woman with braids, and it's an angel, and she's holding a cauldron in her hands, and it says, Magic Guardian. And it's in um, Pile Grace, Ancestors, and Angels deck. Beautiful deck. Okay. And when I saw it, I was like, that's me. Yeah, I was like, that is me. It just, it's like who I am becoming this year. So I just blew it up and put it on the wall to hold that magic and remind me of who I'm becoming. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so going to your animal guide, I want to just talk about that entity really quick. How did you learn, for those who are interested in, wanting to know if they have an animal guide. How did you learn who yours was? Yeah. <laughs> so if it is like first time, like beginners, like I don't even know what you're talking about. I want you to think about what is an animal that you are attracted to or the animal finds you regardless of where you are. Like that animal is always following you. It seems like they show up you just like, I don't know, I guess I attract cats or I guess butterflies love me. Pay attention to that because they are here to guide you. They're here to be with you. Like what that looks like, that's where you really need to tune into. But the first step is like, which animals am I really drawn to? You know, some people love snakes. Some people love spiders. Some people love butterflies. Some people love cats. Pay attention to those. It's a contract that is a reason why that soul is coming in to support you. Nature beings come in to support us. They have powerful support for us. Um, and then from then on, now that you know, <laughs> the next step is diving in, you know, looking up. Okay, so if it is a butterfly, you know, maybe go on Google. What does it mean when you see a butterfly? Start to learn about the energetic connection um, with a butterfly. So butterflies, for example, is transformation. If you look at the life of a butterfly, you know, it is about trying, you start out as one thing and then you emerge as something completely different. So if the butterfly is coming to you, you're moving from one face to a whole new face that you've never encountered before, mm -hmm. but it's, it's going to guide you. It's going to be a teacher to walk you through that, you know, that um, transformation. If it is a jaguar, so one of my soul animals is a black jaguar. And she is feisty. <laughs> she, she is my protector. But she, when she steps in, she makes sure that I'm speaking my truth and that I'm heard. You know, she makes sure that I am not hiding. It's like, get your booty. She, she reminds me of Kali Ma, if you know Kali. <laughs> you know, it's like, get your booty. Say what you want to yeah. say. You know, like, stop messing around. But there's also that protection when she comes in. You know, like, it, it just... It's like, if she comes in, like this year when she came in, she stepped in front of me. Sometimes she's, you know, behind me or to the sides of me, but this time she stepped in front of me. And when that happened, that's, she's like, you do your thing. I got you. I got you. So I can feel safe continuing on my journey and my path and knowing that regardless of what challenge, what comes my way, I am held. And she's not the only one that, Who's on my team i'm surrounded by a team and i'm very aware of that and i actually teach my clients about their own team that's part of one of my 
my programs that, you know, I teach them, this is what you have around you. This is how you can work with them. This is why they've shown up for you. And I give them the opportunity to spend time with those beings and get to know those beings and learn about what that connection is about. Why, why are those animals there? Why is the ascended master sitting with you? Why is that light being with you? There's a reason for all of that. And it's really about you opening up to see what the physical eyes cannot see. Seeing with your heart. We didn't come here by ourselves. We did not come here to do the work that we're here to do by ourselves. I can promise you that. We came here with physical team and spiritual team. And the spiritual team, whew, vast and bigger than you can ever imagine. If you can open yourself up to your spiritual team, there's so many of them who are always with you, even when you're not conscious of them. They're always with you like, hey, we're still here. We got you. We love you. What do you need? Oh, you need that answer? I'm right here. I have the answer. They're always waving at you. And the, the thing with that is that they're always with you, but they will never, they will never cross your boundary. They will never just, you know, move in and be like, hey, this is what you need. No, unless like, it's like, you need this. <laughs> like, you need to wake up right now. There are times that we need that kind of cosmic pimp slapping, right? Otherwise we go down a road we shouldn't be on. But they wait for us to realize their presence. And then they allow us to tune in and get to know them. And there's a, there's a whole lesson there. Because if they came in, we would miss a whole part about our own intuition, trusting our own intuition, trusting our superpowers, right? We would be more dependent on them if they did everything yeah. for us. So there's a whole journey with that. Yeah, I could go on and on with this. I love teaching this. Oh gosh, I, I think we're on the same mission. I love teaching people about their teams and reminding them that they're that they're so loved and guided and supported and and how they're there. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that you're doing the same thing because I mean, it takes a village. Exactly. <laughs> a village. Exactly. Yeah, and it's so validating when when, I mean, this is obviously you're out there doing the work. I'm out here attempting to do the work and, <laughs> and we've been doing this work and here we are coming together, yes. basically validating what each other's already knows and is, yeah. is trying to teach other. I don't know. It's just very exciting. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but I think that that's fan fantastic. Um, so I am, I'm curious, uh, going back to the animal guides. Yeah. Um, and how you mentioned, you know, when you see an animal and, and how it, it maybe shows up in your life a lot, et cetera. How do you explain to somebody um, if they can tell it's an animal guide versus maybe a sign from spirit? Ah, so your animal guides tend to stick around longer. They tend to be around you more often because their contract is with you. A sign will come in and go. So a sign will come in today and you, hopefully you get it and then it's done. It doesn't have to stay with you. So, you know, one of my clients, um, I told her to ask for a sign from spirit and I told her to choose an animal and she chose a bear, a brown bear. And I was like, interesting. She went on a hike <laughs> and 
she ran home. Oh, don't tell well, me she saw a bear. Just did. And she's like, I've never seen one. But she she was in her car when she called me. She's like, you won't believe what I just saw. And I was like, like well, a live one. A live one on her hike, and she was hiking by herself. Yeah, the bear didn't even notice her. It was just kind of like. I'm just going to show you that, yeah, spirit, spirit heard you. And I was like, well, now you won't forget it, will you? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, the, the cool thing with the science is that it doesn't always come up as physical. So it might actually, one of my clients had a butterfly. No, it was a white owl. And as she was driving, so she's looking for a physical white owl, right? Uh -huh. And she's like, I'm not seeing anything. I was like, open up. It might not be what you think. And so she's driving to work and she looks beside her, like the car beside her. And there's one of those ad cars, big white, <laughs> white owl just staring at her. And she's like, all right, spirit, I got it. <laughs> like, thank you, spirit. I didn't see that coming, right? So yeah, so yes, this signs, yeah, this signs doesn't always have to be physical. For example, like I roll with, you know, one of my medicine animals, the snake is a cobra and there's no bloody way I want to see a cobra in live. No, I don't care. You know, and I've made that very clear. I was like, I respect you guys. Stay there. Show me a picture, like anything. You don't need to come show yourself to me. Right. So you know, and spirit is not going to put something like that in your way where you're going to get hurt. It's like, no. And so it might be a picture. It might be a book someone gives you. <laughs> you know, you're just like, um, interesting. It could be anything. But with a, a power animal or a spirit animal who's walking with you, they're always with you. They're here. They have a contract to be of service to you. So they're not going anywhere. You will see them everywhere. Everywhere. There's going to be signs everywhere about them. Like they just, they come in and they stay. Yeah. Hope, hopefully that made sense. Yes, that does. Well, to me, it does. <laughs> I'm sure to listeners too. <laughs> um, I think that that's great. And I think too, if somebody's still unsure, you know, maybe another answer would be, well, what, what do you think it is? Like what comes to you first? You know, do you first think, oh, guide, or do you first think, oh, grandma, you know? So yes. I that's another way especially if maybe grandma's throwing a lot of signs and you don't know if, if that's going to yes. be or So I like to venture to, to include that as well, just intuitively what, what it feels like. Yeah. And that, that really brings in the aspect of trust in your intuition, right? 100%. So if you don't trust your intuition, then you're not going to be able to hear spirit. You're not. Spirit can throw the biggest thing in your path and you're going to be like, that was a coincidence that could happen to anybody. No, it was for you. Right. So that aspect is very important. Trust your intuition. I feel like that's why we're being called to keep doing what we're doing, helping others to really steep into who they really are. Trust in that intuitive self. You know, this, this just, it's a non-negotiable from this point moving forward. It's very clear. It's a non-negotiable. A lot of people are waking up and we're here to be like, hey, you're awake. Let me show you how to actually utilize what you've just yeah. awakened. Yeah. 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 I've been waiting for you. Now let's go. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Oh, Abigail, this has been such a fantastic conversation. I love the direction that it went. And I learned so much today. <laughs> I'm sure the listener will too. I was wondering to help wrap up our interview. 
if uh, any entity from the spirit world maybe has a message for the listener for the time that they hear this episode. Hmm. So, of course, the white owl is here. It's no surprise because I was just talking about it. But the message that, right? (laughs) It's like, by the way, I'm here. I have a message for you. Um, And what it is saying is something about opening your eyes so that you can see the unseen. It is time for you to do that. You know, I'm seeing two aspects of it or two parts of it the first part is for those who are just waking up those whose spiritual eyes are opening right now it is safe for you to see what you're seeing you will not be harmed you have a team of badass warriors who have your back don't be afraid and if you are afraid we will send you the right teachers to help you to really feel safe physically but know that spiritually you're covered the second part is the people who, whose eyes are already open. It's time for you to go beyond the veil. So I'm getting like they're used to just seeing right here, and there's so much more behind. But perhaps there might be fear. Like, what is behind? I can't see what is behind. I don't know if that's safe for me to go there. It is safe for you to do that. And the hour, like, as, as it's a she, like, her wings are wide open. And that is how she's around you. Like her wings are around you and holding that space for you. And she's not alone. You have powerful, powerful beings who have your back. So continue to explore your gifts. It is safe for you to do that. Yeah. That just gave me chills. And that gave me the permission. I didn't realize I did either. So thank you so much, Abigail, for your time and sharing your wisdom and your, and your journey with us so far. Um, I know all of your information will be in the show notes, but if you wanted to briefly share uh, just where people can find you. Yes. Yeah, so I am on social media, but if you go to my website, moongoddessacademy.com, you will find all my social media handle. Um, if you want to connect with me using messenger is the easiest and quickest way to get to, you know, get, get my attention or get, um, what word, what word am I looking for? Um, contact me. Yes, easily. Um, So if you're on social media, find me, friend me, send me a message. If you have any questions about what you heard today, just send me a message. I would love to chat with you about this. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.